0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shock Seas Podcast. I'm Bridger, and today I have a very special guest with me, Servo Token. How's it going?
1: Hello, everybody.
0: So, my guest today is a budget expert. He does budget decks from all formats. Uh, Would you say you're a budget expert? (laughs)
1: Uh, I mean, I don't like to talk very highly of myself, but uh, um, <laughs> I, I do consider myself a budget person, yes.
0: Yes. Okay. So you've done budgets for like Legacy, Modern, Pioneer. So I'm excited to, to pick your brain on some of these things, uh, budget and content creator, because you're a content creator as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we really jump into it. What is this Servo Token Fellow?
1: Sure. So um, I started playing Magic back in 2011. I was in high school. Uh, it was just a game that all my friends had decided to pick up. Uh, and I spent like three months uh, just like vehemently denying uh, joining up playing with them because I have a pretty addictive personality and I knew I, w- I would get hooked. And uh, <laughs> that was that was 10 years ago and I'm still playing. So see how well that went uh <laughs> yeah but yeah i started off um jumping in just like straight away to the competitive scene uh i enjoyed going to f&ms and uh the winning what was very appealing to me oh yeah the time. um however i didn't really like have uh, a lot of access to, like, the resources that all the other guys had. Like, mm-hmm. um, I remember the first time I saw a revised dual land, uh, it was, I think it was, like, a bad lands on sale for $100. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who would spend $100 on a land? I get basics for free. Uh, <laughs> so that's the kind of mentality that I had for, like, the first couple years of my playing. Basically, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time, trying to be competitive on a budget Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time noticing that there was a lot of uh, content being made like on youtube and on reddit uh, Mm -hmm. but none of it was uh, geared towards me because Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of those people just assumed that everyone had infinite money i guess yeah. yeah i decided that like as i got more and more involved in the hobby uh that i wanted to be the change that you know you want to see in the world, and uh, yep. uh, you know start making things that a younger me would have, you know, wanted to see. So that's yeah. basically how I got to where I am today.
0: Nice. You, what you're saying it really spoke to me because I remember when I first started uh, Pioneer because uh, I had been taking a little hiatus from Magic at that time. But then Pioneer was announced, and I thought it seemed really fun. So I just started out with budget decks to get into this format, and it was really fun for me because. Like I started out with mono white humans and it. it was just a blast because like you can do fun stuff with budget decks too. Like, oh yeah, yeah definitely people realize it. But like I won my first F and M with a budget deck. <laughs> I, I, the first time I went to play pioneer, I brought mono white humans and beat everybody up because nobody was ready for boros elite or whatever that one is.
1: Yeah, I, I have a very similar story. My first uh Pioneer FNM, I took it down with mono white humans, cost me like twenty-five dollars.
0: <laughs> no kidding. So yeah. That's hilarious. It's awesome. Yeah, mono white humans, the best budget deck ever, question mark?
1: <laughs> just uh it, it's up there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very strong. So it uh if anybody wants to make a good budget deck, uh mono white humans always a good fallback. <laughs> uh anyway, um what do you think? Uh, why would you say budget decks are important for magic in general? Just, uh, I, I don't know how to,
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, um, why what is you what say? you do important? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah that's a valid question. Yeah. Like I was saying before, uh, there's a lot mm. of like people who were in or who are in the situation that I was in mm. where they don't have a ton of like disposable income that they can dump into a hobby.
0: Um, mm.
1: Like magic is very expensive. It's very much a luxury hobby uh oh, yeah. and a lot of people don't have especially these days the like car payments worth of you know dollars to throw down on literally worthless cardboard yeah, uh and on the other side of that, magic is like i think definitively the best card game that exists, and oh, yeah. I think it isn't you know right or fair. To not allow people who can't, you know, afford uh, spending those exorbitant amounts of money on the hobby, t- uh, it's, it's not okay to not let them play. Like, I oh, think yeah. the game should be for everyone. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I know what it's like to not have it be for you. So I want mm-hmm. to do what I can to make it as accessible as possible to everybody
0: oh for sure and, and another thing that i've noticed about bu- budget decks is it allows you to play different play styles from like say you spent all your money you bought one deck and then it's you know it's it's fun but sometimes it's nice to have another one but if you have a budget deck list that's that's been thought out and it has the synergies and stuff that it's not just a pile of cards it can be a good way to help you become a better magic player i've noticed because i have different decks to play so i understand how this a combo deck would see taking on a aggro deck or whatever. So I think they're important in that way too, that regard, because not everybody's gonna spend all their money on twenty different decks just so they can get the practice in, but this can give you a good idea of what it's like I I I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I have certainly seen that as well where like uh you know, you don't get super invested into just one particular archetype and you want to like try to figure out the best deck for you Mm -hmm. um, without, you know, spending a deck's worth of money trying to figure that out. And then, and then just to, you know, start over, start over, find out you don't like it and have to sell the deck. So yeah, yeah, it it definitely is a very good teaching tool, uh, especially for the people who don't know quite who they are as a magic player yet.
0: Yeah. We all got a blossom, uh, And become a magic player of sorts. (laughs) So when building a budget list, what would you say is the best way to go about starting it? Like, do you just instantly go for like the four color, just any best cards you can get and then just play them all in one deck? Or do you want to go for a synergistic monocolor pile? Or what would you say is the best way to go about
1: budget lists? So there's really two ways to uh, approach budget deck building. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is like um, direct replacements for mm-hmm. uh, for cards in an established archetype. So uh, I'm kind of dating myself with this example. But the things that everyone used to ask about in this realm are like, I need direct replacements for Tarmogoyf and Liliana of the Veil vale in my mm-hmm. uh, budget green black deck. So uh, those cards don't really exist. And if you do try to find replacements for them, they're not going to work as well because um, because you're trying to, you know, replace things that are good and expensive with things that are not good and are not expensive mm. uh, while not really, like, you know, getting to the core of the things of, of the reasons that those cards are in the deck in the first place. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Like, those cards are expensive because there isn't another card that does what that card does so um the direct replacement uh method doesn't really work for every archetype uh the Mm. ones where it usually succeeds are the aggressive decks where you can you know easily swap out a uh swap out like a goblin guide for you know some other two power one drop uncommon uh that no one knows about and it'll probably be 80 percent as good
0: I was just going to say is there any other archetypes that um that, that applies to so it's just aggro it's not like there so in control like if you wanted to go the budget route it's just impossible cuz to three uh five fairy to fairy 5 whatever you want to call him he's just irreplaceable and it just can't be done or
1: I mean yes and no um mm-hmm. control and aggro are probably the two uh like macro archetypes where it is possible to do the direct replacement thing uh-huh. because of the way that the duck functions. So the yeah. aggressive deck just wants any, you know, high velocity, um, game plan. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of like draft archetypes that are pretty conducive to that. Um, yep. and whereas the control deck really just wants like one sticky finisher to go along with its, uh, myriad of that, uh, Removal and draw spells that are already like cheap commons and uncommons. Mm-hmm. So uh, while well, you may be losing some points, and then the uh, the other method of uh, budget building is focusing in on a core synergy and then developing from there. So a lot, mm-hmm. like I mentioned with the draft archetypes earlier, a lot of draft archetypes are actually just really powerful deck building strategies, um, and the pieces to them are generally pretty parasitic, which means Mm -hmm. that they don't work very well with other things that already exist elsewhere. Um, So so going after a draft archetype such as like Kaladesh Energy Mm -hmm. uh, will usually net you all of the good cards that exist in that strategy Mm. uh, while remaining, you know, pretty functionally cheap, because no other deck is looking to, you know, take advantage of the Kalash energy cards. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. So like if food wasn't like such a powerful piece, it would be probably considered similar. Like, and I think it does apply to budget food pretty well. Cause most of the pieces are pretty cheap, but like, so oh, just yeah, absolutely. Synergistic-
1: so yep. in the, in the pioneer format specifically, food is a very good budget strategy because there aren't very many, um, expensive cards in the deck just uh, to start with mm-hmm. and there are uh analogs that exist like elsewhere uh in the format that aren't nearly as expensive so like uh your meat hook massacres can mm-hmm. easily be replaced by like a mayhem devil or a zulaport cutthroat uh, without you know losing very much in the deck whatsoever
0: that makes sense it's very informative so, um, last question probably in the realm of budget decks. What would you say is the budget deck you're most proud of building? Like, the one that you were like, oh, that one's just so cool, I, and you just love it, if you have one.
1: That's a very good question. <laughs> um, I would need to think about that for a second. So, my favorite list, um, I probably have two. So, the first one is Blue-White Control. Uh, so when I started doing pioneer lists specifically, uh blue white was one of the first decks that I attempted because, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of like magic's core core archetypes. Yep. Um and I spent probably five or six iterations on blue white just absolutely failing um to, you know, produce something that's playable. Yeah. Uh, and then just recently actually maybe a month ago um i think i found the way to make it work while maintaining the budget Ooh, spicy. That, yeah uh it's um so th- the method that i found is a an hour of revelation build which mm-hmm. basically doesn't want permanence on the board whatsoever mm-hmm. um and you can hear more about that on Uh, We talked about it on the First Pioneers podcast, which came out a couple of months ago. Um, But yeah, that one took a lot of trial and error. So I'm pretty proud that I was finally um, able to find something that did work after so many attempts. Nice. That's awesome.
0: Try and try and eventually you'll succeed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, yeah yeah hopefully sometimes it just doesn't work like that <laughs> right there's there's a lot of them that don't work like at all um yeah. probably the other one that i'm super proud of is uh gates uh or mazes end mm-hmm. it was the first like the very first deck that i attempted in pioneer and it mm-hmm. was probably or it was definitely my like core deck for a good few months until they banned uh Field or Field of the Dead? Is that what that card yeah. called? Yeah.
0: The, the one that makes zombies.
1: Yeah, the only reason to play a lands-based deck in this format.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, they, uh, we need another reason. I really want to play a lands deck, but Field is just too strong.
1: That's, the Gitrog monster is still there. Druid class is still. The pieces are there. We have just got to figure it out. I'm pretty we, sure there's something. We,
0: we just need a land that's worth playing. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, we did just get Besager, so maybe.
0: Oh, well, that's true.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Maze's End was probably my the most fun deck that I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and that deck was probably only 40 bucks. So uh, nice. yeah, that, that was definitely one of my mo- most proud achievements as well. That's
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I remember back in standard, whenever Gates was a thing, and that deck was like it felt so powerful at that time. I was like, "How do you beat it? It has a board wipe every time, and its creature gets its ram gets above the the what is it? The Gates ablaze. Yeah, yeah. it's it's impossible to defeat. <laughs> uh, it's such a fun archetype. Uh, anyway, um, here's a, a slightly different topic. Um, how content creation we were both thinking probably it's a good idea to show people how to start making pioneer content at least because it it can be a pretty daunting task before you get started i feel because like getting started on this podcast like terrified me i'm like oh no people are gonna hear my voice they're gonna hate me (laughs) (laughs) uh and i don't know like it, it can be very daunting What do you think about content creation? Like, just in general, I
1: I agree that it is very difficult and scary Mm -hmm. to take those first couple steps and you know really put yourself out there because Mm -hmm. you are stepping like in front of the crowd to Mm -hmm. make people see the things that you have to say. And yeah, it's pretty terrifying if that's not something that you're used to. Oh yeah, Um, yeah. I I still get nervous doing like. Podcasts and stuff because like I'm not a very strong talker, so uh even doing this is still like you know a little bit rattling. Uh, articles are a lot easier because you get to hide behind the screen. So oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I I'm not a very strong talker either. I stuttered for years. Like I I couldn't get I couldn't. that yeah, I'm doing it now. Whenever <laughs> I nervous. like I can't talk when I get nervous, so I have to articulate a lot. Right. But, yeah, it. I don't know. I think that content creation can be helpful though because if you art do struggle with stuff like that, I think that it can be very helpful because it, it can get you out there and make you more confident to do stuff, I, I've found. I don't know about you.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I feel that. Um, like the very first time someone compliments you and it's like a sincere and genuine compliment on something that you worked hard you know, mm-hmm. to do and that you are currently nervous about, that is just so fulfilling. Um oh. and yeah, that that sort of thing really helps, but um if, you know, you really just gotta like take the steps and do it. Uh, mm. and you very often won't find the, you know, immediate success either. So mm. a lot of a lot of um a lot of it is really just you know, talking to the void until the, <laughs> the void smiles back at you
0: oh yeah for sure um so am talking about pioneer content how, how much effort would you say goes into so you're an article person you like writing articles making budget deck lists you like yes. doing behind the computer stuff so how much time would you say goes into all that pioneer content for anybody looking to get started in it like how much of your free time do you have to invest in it and how much just time
1: in general <laughs> right right uh well before that i do just want to point out that like oh, yeah. there is still a tremendous like space for uh new pioneer content and oh, yeah. uh magic content in general right now oh um, for sure even though we're like getting out of that Uh, pandemic phase where everyone's just trapped at home. Like Mm -hmm. That was like the perfect time to start, but there's Mm -hmm. never a bad time to start doing it, and there's always a need. So if you do... If uh, content is something that you're interested in, absolutely just start. Um, But as far as the amount of time it takes, uh, it's not a tremendous amount of time. Mm -hmm. So a typical article for me, it depends on if I know what I'm talking about or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, which sounds weird because like i should know what i'm talking about right oh yeah <laughs> uh, so i'll just take my um playing pioneer articles for example like if i have a decklist prepared already and i've played it a lot before um then it probably takes me about 90 minutes to crank out the actual words that you are reading on screen mm-hmm. and then uh if i don't know what i'm doing and if i'm not that prepared um it could take like a full week just to uh, find an archetype that I haven't covered yet, find the best way to represent that archetype uh, Mm -hmm. within, you know, the confines of what I'm doing uh, test it to make sure that the words that I'm saying are actually correct. Mm -hmm. um, And then, you know, the actual writing of the article. So it takes a good, a pretty good amount of time to, um, it takes a pretty good amount of time to talk about something confidently while also being uh correct in the things that you're saying. But oh, yeah. um I wouldn't I wouldn't write that off as something that's like daunting either. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're working when you do that. It just feels like, you know, you're playing the game without playing the game mm-hmm. and you're doing, you know, you're doing the deck building thing, you're doing the uh phase of exploration so yeah it does, yeah it doesn't feel like as much as it is
0: nice um i was just gonna go back to the content creation thing i was just uh that we were talking about a minute ago um i was say yeah there, there's so much space in just magic in general of things we haven't touched on All there, there's so much space for uh, magic stuff that hasn't been uh even tried out like we just barely got a magic buzz feed with mtg goldfish <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so there there's so much space to be explored so if anybody wants to try and find something fun to do that they think would be a a fun way to express their love of this game or just anything in general like just content creation is can be so fulfilling sometimes i think it's a very very good way to get your creative juice flowing <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I
1: definitely I definitely agree. Uh any like piece of uh audiovisual literature that you experience outside of the world of magic is very likely to be ap- applicable within the world of magic as well. And mm-hmm. there's very few people who aren't doing, you know, the traditional methods of uh content creation at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I've seen a lot of um a lot of younger people on uh TikTok doing magic content that like I had never even thought of before. There's so much room for innovation and things that people aren't doing. Um nice. and while it is easy to get uh while it is easy to get um discouraged that someone else is doing the thing that you want to be doing, there's definitely a hole where uh you can fit in to the general content sphere as well.
0: Oh, for sure, especially in Pioneer, because we don't have a ton of people. Like, there's a lot of people interest now, but like, there's still not a ton of content creators specifically for Pioneer. So, if people want to get started, now is a great time to do it because you can oh, yeah, go so easily.
1: Like, uh, if you want to do Pioneer specific, there's uh, like ten people who are doing mm-hmm. stuff right now so uh there's probably <laughs> that's true uh there's probably room for at least a hundred if not more so yeah there is there is so much room for anyone who wants to do things to you know get started just plucking away and start doing it
0: mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah i think that's all the questions i had this has been really informative and fun
1: yeah for sure <sighs> uh is there anything was- else you want to go into oh god um i mean not really like Sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I
0: think we're all good. Sweet. So then look, I guess. Do uh, a proper so, outro. Yeah, to a proper outro just, just end it there.
1: <laughs> I think that's it. Keep on with it, it. Over. no edits, just go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, sweet. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh you should you should all check out plainpioneer.com. It's a great website. There's awesome, all kinds of stuff about Pioneer. I love it. I go on there way more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many fun articles and uh servo is there anything you would like to plug
1: um well like Richard said playing pioneer.com is usually where you can find me uh mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna start using twitter a little bit more mm-hmm. just because you know everyone else is tweeting so i figure i should get out there as well uh so i am currently on twitter at servo Token. Uh, nice. You can find me on Reddit at ServoToken and you can find me on Discord. Um, I'm in all the Pioneer Discords. So if you ever want to chat, feel free.
0: Sweet. Yeah, same for me. I'm in all the Pioneer Discords. Uh, I have a few of them muted because I-, I can't get a ton of notifications at work because it knows my boss. So uh, at me, if you want to specifically talk to me, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, that's where I am. I'm, I'm not on Twitter because I don't like the drama and it bugs me.
1: Because, but, because you appreciate your own time.
0: Yes, I appreciate my own time, even though I spend way too much time looking at YouTube shorts and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand TikTok, but YouTube shorts, that's totally different.
1: It, it's different, I swear.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, uh, thank you for coming on and Uh, I guess I'll do my outro. Uh, Everybody go do something with your day and have a good one.